0: Welcome to Jurassic Mysteries, where we take a look at and discuss myths, misconceptions, and maybe even some unknown facts about the Jurassic franchise. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we'll be opening the umbrella and staying out of the rain while we watch uh, the Tyrannosaur break out of her enclosure and send an explorer over an unexpected cliff.
1: Compile for half an Go hour. Go ahead, all of you. i approaching the Tyrannosaur paddock.
0: David, I... This is one of the uh, the more common issues, questions you see in fan groups, you see online, um, whether, whether it's from fans, whether it's from people just like film or people that uh, sort of seen the film and haven't really seen the rest of the franchise, is just in Jurassic Park that T-Rex breaks out of her enclosure and uh, next minute she's pushing the Explorer over a very large cliff that didn't appear to uh, be there. Initially.
1: Mm -hmm. This is not really a goof. It's really more just a something that's kind of poorly executed because Mm -hmm. um, the way the scene is actually edited, it shows, it cuts out certain kind of key elements where that are present in the um, making of or not making of, but the behind the scenes, like the storyboards and um, stuff like that the main flub here is basically people think that this cliff just randomly appears because the T-Rex walks out on ground level, Hmm. but to put it, to sum this entire thing up basically it, the, is actually two different parts to the um, to the enclosure here when we uh, first see the enclosure in daylight and we see the cars come out of the tunnel you can kind of actually see the tops of the trees at one part of the enclosure and it's um and we pass we see the cars pull up pull past the goat and then they're in the same spot when they um when the cars turn around and come back uh to our our return to the visitor center now the Mm t-rex we see that they're um when the T Rex breaks out, we can see that the cars are further apart than when then in the daytime, and the cars are actually like the, where the T Rex comes out. It doesn't come out exactly in the middle. It almost kind of comes out directly in front of the second car, and then walks to the uh, for, to the front car where Lex and Tim are at.
0: Yeah. Well, it it bumps the second car as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, um, we're looking at a fantastic uh, article here done by yourself and Terry up on jurassic com mm-hmm. of uh, Queen of the Hill, the, the sudden... Oh, I did, I did, The sudden random cliff flub, which, as you said, sort of describes. A lot of people say flub, but um, I, one of the main things that comes across in the article is just... Um, it's just the scene's not really communicated well to the uh to the viewer. Um a lot of tight shots and that so you're not really seeing even the gap between the two explorers where that first explorer stops. Mm-hmm. Cuz I think one one big issue here as well is the fact that um the exterior the daytime stuff was all filmed on location. They took they went up that remote spot in Kwai and built the this the T-Rex paddock. Um, set an area and then at night time we all moved indoors for the uh, for the breakout sequence and especially like there's some other stuff too that you don't really hear much about where's the tunnel go (laughs)
1: when
0: we're when it's night time that you see uh, Muldoon and Ellie drive off in the jeep and there's no tunnel in sight but there's always been fan theories, and there's been some fan uh, fan made maps and sort of aerial shots of what the what the attack looked like and for the most part they were pretty spot on because it come uh, a couple of years ago when there was an auction at uh, Universal or I think it was the Phil Tippett auctions where um, a book of storyboards was sold off and in that book was uh, some storyboarding for the breakout sequence.
1: Mm-hmm. And that actually brings, comes up and... Probably the most concrete evidence we have that this isn't a flub is this. Um, basically, it's like a blueprint for what the um, what the what happens here. And it's um, there's an image here in the um, Queen of the Hill article of the of the blueprints here, where it shows where the TX comes out. And how there's trees, rocks, and shrubbery and stuff, and then there's a moat. Mm. The moat system was something that was comes out of the novel. It's not really explored a lot in the books. I mean, I'm sorry, in the movies, I think it gets a quick mention by uh, Hammond to Gennaro, but yeah, yep. But the um, moat was some was played kind of a larger role in the book, where the characters have to cross the moat. To get into the t-rex paddock to get to the tree where tim's in Mm -hmm. and so that's what we kind of see here is like a moat kind of mixed with a drainage pipe and drainage system and when we see them actually climb down and we see um we see lex and grant uh talking to lex in that drainage pipe we can see if you brighten the if you look kind of hard enough the um, wall to where this moat is and it's just like stacked stone uh, next to the next to the drainage pipe that runs under the, under the road.
0: Yeah, yep. Because one of the main reasons for the moat system that not only security um, in the novel where the tour road was elevated so you're looking up over the fences you didn't have the hindrance of the fences. Um, obscuring your view of the animals and mm-hmm. that's sort of obviously early early concepts here of having a proper moat with the Tyrannosaur paddock as well and then it being abbreviated or condensed down to the fact that we've just got this moat and pit off to one side so where the goat is and where the Tyrannosaur walks out from is high ground there but there's just that drop off down to the pit and you can kind of see it in the uh, in the in the um on location during a day, one of the high shots from like the top of the fence as the car's pulled or stop, you can almost see a stream running down towards um, towards where that culvert and pit would be. Mm-hmm. um so there there would be a little bit of a drop off here, and obviously there's a culvert going under the road so the stream can keep on going through. but
1: well, another thing is that, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the mystery is that. The uh, felt is that the storyboards and even the Phil gull motion uh testing was basically that um, the T Rex would have not only uh, took the car, flipped it over, and spun it around, but then would have also dragged it a little further down the road. Basically, yeah. in the scene, the T Rex is kind of acting more like a curiosity kind of attack than a um. In like a vicious kind of feeding attack because we see what happens when T-Rex is hungry. We see when uh, she's hunting the gallimimus she bursts through that tree line and she's got the gallimimus pinned down in seconds. This attack goes on for like five minutes.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, well that's it. And It's It's not in one of the photos here. There's another one of those storyboards and it's later being reused on the, uh, the fan overlook um, image that yeah, the, the Explorer gets rolled over and then is spun a couple of times until it um, gets to where it's pushed over. And even in saying that too, it, the Trenasaur would have pushed the Explorer to where the hole in the fence would have been. There's no point pushing it towards the fence where the cables are. Because it's one thing, when she bursts through that fence, you can hear the the high-tension cables snapping mm-hmm. and like springing back. And I, I know personally from even smaller wire fences that you cut high-tension cables and they're going to... Um, or even wire, the the cable wire is going to fly back through islets and fences and that and in the middle bit here, yep, you've got the ground for the cables to come and lie on so it's not going to re- retract that much but back over this large this large pit or drop off there's no ground there for the cables to land on that's why the cables are hanging down so far for Grant and that to be able to climb down them some of these cables have sort of sprung back this far and pulled through and are hanging down into this pit and then also too, you sort of if if you just sit there and watch the scene if you can there's a couple of websites that do HD screen caps and you can just sort of go image to image and just watch when the Tyrannosaur comes out. As you said before, it's a lot closer to Explorer five than four. Um the other Explorer, I like think in the uh nighttime shots it's because there's a fallen tree down near Explorer four, that's sort of the excuse why you can't see the tunnel. Um but you can see the stage lighting <laughs> which is a great little goof, but um and even when the when you see the Tyrannosaur walk down it's like the the only thing to really count on that is the fact that they're looking straight out the window at the goat when um when they come back and the Tyrannosaur grabs it and drops a leg from memory <laughs> but there's been there's been fans that have done a lot more. Uh, head scratching and mind twisting to try and get these events to line up, and unfortunately, it's not um, it's not something that's unique. Jurassic Park, Spielberg does it again in The Lost World. We talk to it at countless ends when that RV gets pushed over, the accordion doesn't shrink, <laughs> seal up tight, or uh, anything like that. So, or even the um, the RV being parked alongside the cliff, and now it's Pointed directly out to the cliff, so it's perfect to be pushed. But it does set up the sort of the start of Spielberg as his um, set piece middle action sequence of having the Tyrannosaur sort of push something over a hill or off a cliff. It's amazing that um, in his next film he'd uh, do the same, but instead of one T-Rex he got two, and instead of the Explorer he got the RV mm-hmm. the Trailers.
1: But then, but then again, that comes straight out of Creighton and. I mean, I know I might get some heat for this. People say, always love to say, oh, The Lost World, the book is better. But I found the book to be very derivative of the first book. And I kind of, you almost feel like it's in some parts, it's very repetitive even. You know, I mean, instead of going through the visitors I and mean, getting a tour of the process through the Visitor Center, you get a tour of the process through the, um, laboratories and then instead of after that instead of uh, the Velociraptors attacking the fence you get the T-Rex attacking the car and then you get uh, T-Rex throwing a vehicle off a cliff and then you you know Hmm. I feel like the uh, final act or the um, second half of the Lost World book is much more creative than the first half after they've after everything goes down and they're stranded there
0: yeah.
1: And Then again, you can even see it in Spielberg's *The Lost*, I mean *Jurassic Park* and *The Lost World*, where almost to it, the minute the uh, T-Rex attacks the a vehicle, and it's interesting because you can almost time it down. It's like almost I think at the middle of the movie is where it happens, like at the direct center of the movie. And it's funny because that's the same formula for *Jaws*. Is, uh, and I think I, I've i spoken about this before, is how Jaws, the uh, July 4th uh, beach attack, happens at the direct center of the movie.
0: Mm. Yeah, because I haven't rewatched to check the times, but the complete third act is them out taking the orca out and going hunting. Isn't it? Mm hmm. Well, complete second, most of the second half, at anyway. Yeah, that's
1: most of the second half of the movie, and so it's kind of interesting because you almost get these kind of formulaic things the first half of the movie, and then the second half becomes much more creative. I felt that way a bit, a little bit about Jurassic or Park the Lost World too. That is a little. The first half is a little derivative of the first half of, uh, the, uh first movie not as much as the book but yeah
0: even the um even the shot of when Ian's got the flare and running away like that Trinosaur takes a good five or six steps before it even gets to the second explorer and bumps it and then catches up with him it almost shows that the um 'Cause he it seems like he runs straight up the road, so i would show that the toilets are in a different location again than when mm-hmm. where Gennaro ran from, but uh,
1: the fan schematic here that we get um that I'm I can't remember who made it, but the it's kind of like a fan schematic. It's a bit more true to the movie than the um production schematic is
0: from Phil Yeah. King. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying before about fans doing all kinds of mental backflips. Like they've even numbered the poles here, what poles where, um, and sort of gone to that detail as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've even gone as far as bringing in where Muldoon parks and that. But they've um, they've included the service road that runs off to the side of the tunnel here. But again, it's something that doesn't really match up to what we see in the daytime shots.
1: It's not, uh, but then again, it does kind of match up to the. Um... Nighttime shot. Now, I'm guessing the tour or the uh, service road might be on the other side of the tunnel because we never see that side of the tunnel from mm. uh, opposite the fence.
0: And it makes sense the service road would run past the motion sensor that we do get a brief shot of mm-hmm. in the widescreen version.
1: And another thing is is that um, Muldoon, the, when the, that whole T-Rex chase happens, that's goes from sound stage that where where the T-Rex comes out to um I think that was like a CGI forest that the T-Rex cra- crashes through. I think I don't believe that was on location.
0: I yeah, that uh, that fallen logs, that fallen log was CG.
1: Yeah. And then it goes to the Warner Brothers backlot where it's there's a uh, universal borrowed Warner Brothers jungle set to uh do the jeep chase mm. and so you just get a bunch of different cuts it's kind of like a if anybody's familiar with the odessa steps uh that film technique where you basically take like five stairs and make it look like 500 by just <laughs> repeatedly stitching together cuts of people uh in odessa in the odessa Steps scene it was just people falling down the stairs and here it was. It extends basically a hundred foot of road into a thousand feet of road.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nah. No, for sure. So yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of this is. Um, uh, I remember. I guess. Um, I guess Jurassic Collectibles had ended up getting that storybook, and he has got a video of going through it on his YouTube channel. So go and check that out. I remember when they'd done the auction. One of the images you might be able to Google Phil Tippett auction. They might still have a catalog of the auction items up there. One of the images was of that um, breakout sequence as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: the concept art for that or the storyboard for that. So.
1: Yeah. That's the one we have up here at the queen of the hill uh, article. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And then I also, this was part of, this was mostly my contribution, the uh, behind the scenes part here to this article. There's also a flora layout here, an early, very early one for the main road, and initially, and this follows much more closely to the book. There is um, like a grassy field there, and then there's the forest. And in the book, uh, T-Rex is kind of well shy. Um, mm-hmm. She apparently the her skin gets sunburned easily, so she prefers to stay in this in the forested areas and only come out at night. And so we see that here, how there's like a grassy field and then also following close to the book, there is a um, moat that runs parallel to the road instead of um, kind of having that pit there.
0: Mm. They mostly come at night, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, that sort of um, lends to, again, just gen not knowing anything about their animals. Yeah, it's fantastic. We've got a T-Rex here, but the T-Rex gets sunburn or whatever else and stays in the foliage and doesn't come out until nighttime. Well, that's no good for a a, a tour. No. For for a zoo.
1: Which is something that Malcolm brings up. He's like, wait, (laughs) T-Rex is shy? You guys are uh, breaking a lot of misconceptions here.
0: Yeah. Yep. And we only get a slight bit of that humour in the film if you're eventually going to have dinosaurs on your dinosaur tour. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, too, just the way the way this is shot. You've got the camera only doing very slow angles or like small angles and that because you've got to try and hide uh, the animatronics. The fact that this is indoors, you're going to have the sprinkler systems and that up high. On a high definition at the moment, you can actually see when Ellie's looking over the moat, you can... Or over the wall, you can see the the black material on the back of the studio in front of her, and like more so because she's got a torch in her hand. But yeah, it's just well, it's just one of those things, and whether it was an oversight from Spielberg or just not to have that animatronic rotate the car one more bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, also, when they had the uh, film, um, sorry, when. Um when Phil Tippett had the go motion uh, and that was going to be how they were going to animate the T-Rex, that was storyboarded for the scene. And I think they might've even had it CGI'd in there, but it got cut for some reason. I'm not sure, but I remember um, seeing a finished CGI shot of the T-Rex with its mouth, like on the front of the car.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Plus also too, like they, as great as the scene is they'll having a lot of trouble with that T-Rex in the water. Yeah. They might have been on borrowed time mm-hmm. with the time they had without doing reshoots or pick up shots or whatever or just having having that that filled in but it's um
1: well that's something that Spielberg... I mean um Stan Winston was kind of worried about with the T-Rexes in the um second movie they were he kind of mm. He had Spielberg film those scenes last because he was not sure how the uh, animatronics would hold up. Because they put a sealant on them, but he wasn't. He, he just wasn't sure, you know. And he didn't yeah. want the entire thing to be ruined, and then they not have T. Rex animatronic to work with in the rest of the movie.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. That that waterfall minute, that that waterfall shot of it putting his head under the waterfall was the last. Last shot for the animatronic to do because it wasn't just rain; it was running water constantly mm-hmm. flowing onto, onto its head, and it had to pull the stuntman out out of that waterfall cove So, but I, I think we've um, we've gone in and cleaned up that misconception pretty well. Yeah, I think um, so too. Yep. Yeah. If there's uh, any more, as David said in a recent episode, he's going away for a little while um, on a trek back to the redwoods. So. We're going to be doing a couple more. These are nice little filler episodes when we uh, don't have time to record regular minutes. If there's anything in the franchise that uh, you're not quite sure about and want us to discuss or go headlong into, please let us know. There's a couple of things that obviously we probably wouldn't go into. One example would be uh, everyone, all the park staff, getting on the boat in Jurassic Park. There's There's no reason. There's nothing in the script. There's nothing in behind the scenes. There's nothing in the novel of people mm-hmm. leaving so
1: I think I actually um, did most of the staff stay for yeah in the novel
0: Yeah, that's it. They'll they'll putting the park back together after the storm and the Trenosaur breakout. out. Mm-hmm. They'll they capturing animals, they'll put fixing fences, they'll doing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And by that Sunday morning, apart from the power running on auxiliary power that uh, Arnold didn't know about, they'll pretty much thought they had the park back online so
1: yeah and not only that i mean if it's one of those things you just listen to the dialogue and you figure it out i mean uh arnold says many times that if you that they're leaving for the weekend if you're if you're leaving for the weekend get on the boat
0: yeah you know? yeah and that that could just be a simple thing of it's the weekend go home everyone flies flies out or gets a ship back to costa rica for the weekend <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Kind of reminds me of uh i not Lake, uh Deep Blue Sea.
0: Yes, I was going to mention it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: although we don't we don't see him partying away on the the boat when Nedry's trying to talk to his contact. If if it wasn't raining, then they all went walking past in Hawaiian shirts and mm-hmm. drinking cocktails, and <laughs> it'd be funny like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just thinking though, I mean everybody comes back from the uh, from the weekend later later that day, and they're like. What the
0: hell happened? can oh, you just imagine the cutscene Monday. They're back at work, and some people get headaches. Some poop. Someone's burnt orange from being in the sun too long. They fell asleep on the beach, or <laughs> be quite funny. But um, and we did we did tackle some of that as well in um, in the storms, storms and hurricanes, drastic mm-hmm. mysteries we done with um, the storm and hurricane being noted or noticed well after. Arnold starts getting on the PM and saying everyone to drop your door and leave now So yeah, them two not being connected but um, stuff like that stuff like um, anything from Jurassic Park 3 we did do the uh, the boat incident uh, early on but since we're tackling the film at the moment we pretty much discuss anything we sort of think are a bit iffy when we get to that scene in the film and um, also Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World just because some stuff may be uh, explained in Jurassic World 3. Um, we might get some explanations to stuff that we're not quite sure on. We probably won't, but <laughs> we can't really say yay or nay on it until we see what the uh, the whole trilogy looks like as uh, Colin envisioned it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, dot um, com. you can send us an uh, email there. We're on social media as we said before. Um as we've said in the past, we're both over at the uh, Jurassic Dashpedia discussion group on Facebook, um, the Lost World, or Jurassic Minutes on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. So drop us a line and um, let us know what you want to hear from the uh, Jurassic Mystery segment. David, if that's it for the episode, we'll get out of here.
1: All right. I think we're pretty good.
0: All right. Lovely.